because the audio really shouldn't be an afterthought. The audio should be built into the entire project from the beginning. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Audio Leads. My name is Alessandra and I'm going to be your host. I am a radio journalist and podcaster myself. One of my responsibilities at Rumble Studio is to explore new ways of creating and recording podcasts. Sound is powerful and influences us in many different ways within our lives. Jodie Krangel, my guest, is a voice actor, singer, solopreneur, podcaster and media geek. She is a brand in itself. She'll tell us more about her her podcast, and why audio branding can be so influential. Anybody that goes for the first time on a podcast faces challenges. What are the challenges you faced in the beginning and now? Ah, the challenges. There are a lot of them, but, uh, you know, I think in the beginning, my biggest challenge was just doing it. Um, I just needed to get over myself and just put something out there because you're never going to be completely satisfied when you're just starting out. You're learning, right? So allow yourself the time to learn because it's just going to take some time. As for what I am still facing, you know, always asking good questions as an interviewer and coming up with good topics to do when I'm doing my solo podcasts. And, you know, luckily, it hasn't been much of a challenge to find interesting guests. Um, but, you know, paying attention to that conversation and being an active listener and knowing what questions to ask in order to dig a little deeper into a particular subject that may not be on my list to ask originally, but impressed me that I need to ask that question because, I'm kind of the fly on the wall, I guess, for my audience. And I want to ask the questions that I think they may want to ask. So it just sort of um, paying attention to that, that give and take in a conversation is really important. I mean, ultimately, I want that conversation to sound like it's lively and a back and forth and an exchange of ideas as opposed to just two people talking at one another. <laughs> so yeah, something that I like to pay attention to. As far as a mistake that I won't repeat, um, you know, there was one time when I didn't do a pre-interview before taking someone on my show, and it was a mistake. It was a mistake because I didn't understand precisely what they would be talking about. I didn't know how the rapport would be between us. And um, I, needed to do, I needed to do a little bit more research on that person before I let them on the show. So uh, from that moment on, I definitely made sure that I pre-interviewed all of my guests because I want to make sure that there's a good rapport. I want to make sure that they're going to be able to speak eloquently on their topic. And I want to make sure that they have enough to talk about because there's nothing worse than being in an interview and asking a question and getting a one word answer. <laughs> that just sucks. <laughs> uh, so there are some guests who look really good on paper, but something just doesn't work when you talk with them. And you need to find that out. The pre-interview, the pre-chat, that's the way to do that. And if you don't have that pre-interview and you get into an interview and you don't like the interview, that's a waste of your time and a waste of your guest's time because you don't want to publish it, right? So yeah, something to keep in mind. Um, I just didn't think that that was fair for either of us. So yeah, I always pre-interview my guests. 
As for advice for folks who want to launch their own podcasts, uh, like I said at the beginning, just do it (laughs) because it doesn't have to be perfect to start off and it won't be perfect at the start. In fact, you'll probably listen back to your early episodes and cringe, trust me. (laughs) But the more you do, the more you learn and you'll figure out what you can automate as well. So booking in guests and getting their information so you can publicize, these kinds of things are all made much easier with a little bit of automation. And that's not that hard to do these days. Jody, you are a voice actor and you work with very big clients. How do you see branded podcast evolving? Could TTS replace human voice? I think that branded podcasts will become an important part of a company's outreach. It's a way for their potential clients to get to know them better in a very intimate way. After all, a podcast is fed directly into your individual ears, right? And because of that, I don't think TTS would be a good replacement for an actual human voice. Because if you're actually after human connection... TTS isn't going to do it, not because it can't sound half decent, it's getting better all the time, but because sometimes the intonations are off, the emotion isn't there, it isn't genuine. And especially now, authenticity is a word that's used a lot for company outreach and what works. But don't get me wrong, I think TTS has its place, especially when it comes to accessibility and allowing folks to hear an article instead of having to read it. People have less time to sit in front of a screen and sound can be heard and experienced while we're doing other things. So it fits into the places in our lives where we have space. TTS could be very helpful in allowing more of that. But as a voice in a large company's branded podcast, no, unless they don't care about their audience. And let's hope that they do. Has your voice been cloned? Tell us about the experience. It actually has. I worked with a company called Beyond Words to do that. It took 2,000 utterances, which are blocks of text that are used for the software to be trained on your unique voice's characteristics. That's about two hours of audio. And keep in mind that not too long ago, about 10,000 utterances were needed to get a half-decent synthesis of a voice. So the software is getting better all the time. And once the audio was handed over to Beyond Words, they started the process of training their software to synthesize my voice. Both Beyond Words and myself are working with the Open Voice Network. They're a neutral, nonprofit industry association dedicated to the development of the standards and ethical use guidelines that will make voice worthy of user trust. It operates as a directed fund of the Linux Foundation and is independently funded and governed. So in cooperation with the Open Voice Network, Beyond Words, myself, and several others, including voice actors, software engineers, and students studio owners, we came up with a contract template that other voice actors could use when working with other software companies. It's a win-win situation for everyone because it gives both sides the ability to understand their concerns. My synthesized voice will be used to read articles, blogs, and other text on large company websites, and it's only in use for narration, not for anything broadcast or commercial. That was in the contract. Also, the tone of voice I recorded for them was an even-toned narration voice, not really something you'd use for a commercial anyway. It was a very pleasant process, actually. James and Patrick over at Beyond Words were super helpful and very transparent, but that was my individual experience, 
and it really depends on which company you decide to work with and what you want to have in your contract. Ultimately, this kind of technology isn't going away. It's also given me an opportunity to preserve my voice as it sounds right now. Um, I'd rather not hide my head in the sand and I want to get ahead of things. So that was important to me as well. And I appreciate the opportunity. It's a really important one, actually. As with anything related to your individual career, though, your mileage may vary. So let's get back to you. What is the link between your voiceover activity and your podcast? Well, with the podcast, I'm trying to raise all boats for those of us who work in sound. So voice actors, yes, of course, but also audio editors, sound designers, creative directors, videographers, filmmakers, musicians, public speakers, all of the people who make their living in sound and probably have a huge passion for it the same way that I do. It's also true that I do spend a lot of my day in a padded booth talking to myself, <laughs> but my voiceover colleagues are some of the friendliest and most helpful people I know. So I may be doing my own work in my own little corner, but I can come out and talk to people at any time. And, you know, I have my own family. Uh, yeah, it can be lonely, but it's not all encompassing. There's other things I can do outside of it at any time. Interviewing guests for the podcast is definitely a fun way to get to know people I'm interested in and to build a network of people who are as passionate about sound as I am. So yeah, that definitely helps. Jody, you have a big, big advantage. You know how to handle one of the main tools you need for a podcast, which is your voice. What other tools do you use? Do you record live, remote? Well, other tools that I use are a good recording environment and a good mic. Both of those things are really helpful. My podcast host is Captivate, and they have a bunch of tools there to make podcasting easier. I also use Calendly to book in my guests and use a lot of their automation to help with sending out reminders and getting information for my guests so that I can promote them. And Google Forms helps with that too. So that's a really good tool. I use Squadcast to interview my guests with, and I do use that in video mode, but I don't record the video. I just like to see someone's face and react to their expressions when we're chatting together. I find that it makes for a better conversation. And I have a talented colleague of mine doing the audio editing, but if I'm doing any audio editing myself, I'm always in Adobe Audition, which is what I use for my voiceovers as well. So I have that as well. And then I use Canva for creating visuals. So there's so much out there that you can use. When it comes to podcasts like ours, how can we create a distinctive brand identity with no visuals? Other than composing a specific jingle for the show, what would you recommend? I think that there are a number of ways to do this. Definitely one of them is to have an intro and outro, which includes music, which might include voiceover, either your own or uh, someone that you get to do it for you. There are some folks who say that if you are a female podcaster, having a male um, intro, outro voice can work really well, the contrast, um, and other way around if you happen to be a male podcaster. Um, you know, I'm always iffy on that. It's really dependent on what you like. But if the brand is yours and you want your voice to be on the intro outro, that's perfectly fine too. It, just having a distinct musical intro 
will probably help out a lot because when people hear that, they'll know exactly what's coming. Also having little bits and pieces of, for instance, um, some type of musical trill or like a series of notes or like a beat or something like that. Some transition piece of audio that goes from um, the main podcast itself into an ad or into some kind of something else that you want to mention about your company or about the podcast that's outside of the interview or solo podcast you're doing, just so that people know what the difference is between the regular podcast and what they're listening to now, and then going back into the regular podcast. So I think that's kind of important just so people know what they're listening to. But also, it could be as simple as you having the same phrase that you say to begin the podcast or to end the podcast. If you say that phrase every time, people are going to get used to it. And it's going to become like an old friend, just something that you like to hear from them. And yeah, th these there are all sorts of ways to to brand with audio. Again, it depends on what kind of podcast you have. If it's a business podcast, then yeah, I would say an intro and outro are pretty important. And I would say that you need that transition audio between the regular podcast and any ads you put into the podcast. Um, but if it's a an audio drama or something like that, you know, again, like you would in a television show, you have intro music and outro music for a television show. And that can be dynamic depending on the mood that you're trying to elicit. So I think that sound can really tell us what's going on and what's going to happen as we listen. And it's actually a lot more powerful in a lot of ways than video. In a podcast, we often talk about sound design and how this enriches the storytelling or just some particular moments. What are the main differences between sonic branding, audio branding and sound design on a branded podcast? Well, audio branding can have a sound design component, but audio branding is the larger umbrella term that all the branded audio associated with a company is under. So sound design is part of that, and so is voiceover, and so are jingles, and so is branded music, and all of that. The idea here is that the sound design follows the overarching audio brand that the company putting out that podcast is consistently creating. So it uses elements from their audio brand outside of their podcast. Maybe something you'd hear if you were waiting on their on hold or something you'd hear in their web videos or even their internal presentations. The audio brand is a distinctive element of who the company is. The sound design can incorporate that, but it's only a small part of it. Audio branding specifically is strong. It's about memories and emotions, and that's why it stays in our mind forever. It's definitely something we as human beings are conditioned to pay attention to. An audio brand lets people know who that company or brand is in about three seconds. It's an immediate and visceral connection that we've evolved to pay attention to. And there are so many ways this kind of quick, deep connection can be useful not to take advantage of people, but to quickly find out who gets you and who doesn't. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Audio Leads. Thanks for inviting me, Alessandra. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audio Leads. If you enjoyed this conversation, follow us on our social channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. And if you're interested in recording podcasts faster and easier, you can have a free trial on rumble.studio.com.